Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with one of the first b-boys I ever connected with in Vancouver, Chris Von Zambathi. Now an artist, musician, and visual designer, but when I first met him, he was this skinny, half-Japanese b-boy with an abstract yet traditional style. He might not have taught me directly, but our conversations and practices definitely helped shape my views towards the dance. I really loved this episode because we got to talk about one of the things that's been so interesting for me these days and something that comes up a lot with beginners. That's creativity. What is it and how can we best create an environment that allows for it to flourish? As usual, we got into a lot of different things, but I absolutely loved talking with Chris and I felt that this was one of the episodes where I started to find a bit more of what this whole series is all about. So I hope you enjoy it. Peace. Okay, we're here with my good friend Chris, aka Steppenwolf, aka Walt Disney. <laughs> you got the best name. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Are you inside it? <laughs> um, but yeah, for people who don't know, Chris is yeah one of my older friends. He's one of my brother's good friends too. And uh, when I started out. Chris was one of the guys that I started out with back in the Dunbar Community Center, good old days. Yeah, actually, you you starting breaking was what got me back into breaking. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, yeah, it was like, yeah, when Pat asked me, he's like, oh, you, still, you and Simon still like doing this? Wherever. Oh, by the way, it's Simon's birthday today, so happy birthday. Is it? Oh, man. Happy birthday, Simon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mizzy. Um, yeah, it's his 39th birthday today. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, man. It was because uh, you wanted to get, you know, starting to learn how to do it that kind of got me back into it. Yeah. And uh, which is hilarious because it's funny because we were just talking about like fighting games and stuff like that. Because that was like how we kind of first connected was like even when you were like super young. Yeah. Like when you were like a kid. Like I remember one time you got so mad at us. <laughs> you got so, yeah, yeah. You got so mad. And it was, yeah. I felt kind of. I actually felt kind of bad because it was like me and both of your brothers and yeah. man, like your brothers were just like relentless on you. I just was like a, a friend. So. <laughs> yeah, they, they were pretty I, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, <laughs> I remember thinking like, like I just have a younger sister. Like, I'm so glad that yeah. I don't have these two guys breathing down my neck when I'm, you know, trying <laughs> to do a spinning, spinning pile drivers or whatever. I think it's like, they used to have that mentality of like, Oh, this person is getting bothered by this thing that I'm doing. Right. I think I'm gonna just keep doing it and maybe do it even more. <laughs> and I I know I know I know that I get that too. Not with like necessarily annoying people, but it's more like uh like trolling people kind of. Right. Some right, right. some of my coworkers here, they're like they have that personality where I don't know, they like it's a bit hard for them to like let go of stuff or right. see things in like a bigger picture kind of thing. So sometimes it's kind of, it's like this, it's like, you just kind of 
poke at them. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yes, man, absolutely. I don't know how you're like with that with your family, but I'm like that with my mom. Like, I just know right. there's like definitely certain things that, you know, she's not really into like, like she actually had to sit my family down one year and like, this is like Thanksgiving. This is like a while ago, this is like 10 years ago, but she literally was like, please, can we not talk about who at the dinner table for like <laughs> one year? Can we just have one year <laughs> that doesn't come up as a topic of conversation? Because I don't know what it is. I mean, about my family, but that like, you know, that inevitably it comes up as like one of the first things they end up talking about, like every time the family gets together. And you've managed yeah. to you've managed to bring it into this conversation too. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm like, oh, how can we talk about Putin now? <laughs> but let's keep going. I can, I can <laughs> no, no, no. no, can we day. please not talk about Pooh? I don't. I don't want to talk about. Um, no, let's talk about let's talk about fighting games because like we were talking about that before yeah, we started games, recording. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I was just saying to you that like I just bought Street Fighter Five and uh, yeah, like it, it's it's been weird to be doing something like in a like you know quote unquote competitive environment. It's probably the closest thing to b boying actually, or like breaking that i think i i've had in my life basically since i stopped yeah. dancing with any real like dedication i think it was like 2006 was like the last time that was the last battle that i entered um i think with you <laughs> was it like eat fresh or whatever yeah i think so with uh, i think you entered with someone else with like ash it and was Simon and you know, it was like Danny and Spidey and Miguel oh, yeah. from from the Bay Area. It was Simon who entered with someone else. Right. Did Simon then, entered with us? No, I don't know if he did. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, that was the time when Machine showed up. <laughs> yeah, that's so random. You know, super random. But hey, I mean, thanks to him, we basically won. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, he was too good. He was just too yeah. good. Yeah. But, you know, after doing, after doing that like even though like I was saying like you know we were talking about before this like I was never like not really been a competitive person mm -hmm. that way like you know all my competitions with myself not so much I mean it's good to test your skills against other people but mm -hmm. basically like I haven't really had anything like that in my life until like recently and kind of like realizing you know that like how much basically how like and how much anxiety I was like carrying into playing Street Fighter yeah um which seems so silly. I don't know like where, maybe it's just because it's something I did since I was a kid. So there's like a lot in my back of my head and my ego, like resting on it. Or yeah. Something like yeah. That. yeah. Um, maybe just the nature of like the new game and like having not like, I didn't play street fighter three. I didn't play street fighter four. Like I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, I would watch these games. Like it was like my sports, you know, it was like, instead of watching, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. watch the world cup and Euro cup and like video games or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty macho guy. And uh, yeah, so like just getting back into it now has been like really weird and like fun. And, uh, you know, I was watching um, this guy from the UK named Infectious play. Uh, I don't know where he's from in the UK, but I don't even remember what character he plays right now. But I, he's like a robot. Like they, they have these, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they've like done this when they've like shown like, him like they'll speed up the footage and they'll show him sitting and playing and he's like absolutely motionless and expressionless <laughs> through like the entire thing like he just he sits down and he plays and he doesn't move his face he doesn't move his eyes he just, <laughs> he just plays it's incredible yeah. and that is like the exact opposite of how 
I was and I guess I would say am as a competitor, right? Like I'm like a very emotionally like driven person and like, mm. like you know, I, I can get like my emotions, like anybody else that, you know, is like, you know, there's a, I guess I don't say like me, but like a sensitive in that way, like it can push you towards great things, but it can also like just completely just like, yeah, yeah. Crush yeah. you into nothing, you know, if you let it get a hold of you. Well, you know, like kind of building on that. Um, I remember there was, this, we were kind of talking about it a bit, like when I, when I was a little kid and we used to play Street Fighter, we had like Street Fighter 2 Turbo for Super Nintendo. And yeah. like, I would always play against Pat, sometimes Dan, but especially me and Pat, we'd play a lot. And like, it was, it was one of those games where, you know, like, yeah, I kind of knew how to play or whatever, but Pat just knew how to play so much better. And he always played Guile. He's, he'd just sit there. Sit and you just right. gotta like, come in and approach the turtle, the snapping turtle. And like, right, right. just sat there and he's like, Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. Um, but yeah, I remember like one time I was getting so frustrated because like I didn't know how to do special moves. And that, that was like so frustrating for me because like he kept jumping in and I don't know how to do the uppercut. And so he just had like free reign to just jump in. Right. And I remember it was one, it was like one of these moments where it like clicked, not clicked in my head, but I just had one of these moments where I was like, okay, if I don't do something and like actually try and learn how to play this game, like he's just going to keep beating me. And I hate that he's beating me. I can't stand it. So like, this was before any training mode or anything like that. But I sat there by myself with two controllers in like versus mode, doing like a mock training mode. And I just right. drilled doing yeah. that move until I could get it. And I got it and then I'm like, okay, time to practice on the other side because I might have to switch sides. So I got to do it on this side and just oh practicing the uppercut, the uppercut, the uppercut. See, uh, it's but, amazing how, yeah, yeah see, sorry, Kate Walk, but were there? Yeah. But it was, that ang it was that anger that kind of like right. motivated me and stuff. <laughs> right, right. That thing that kind of drove your process yeah. forward. It was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Having to figure it out, like having, like being faced with, I mean, it sounds like kind of stupid because it's a video game or whatever, but. No. You know, like, uh, let's put it this way. One thing I like about like playing video games is that, and one thing that's kind of like different from like maybe like b-boying or like even other kind of competitive arts um, I don't know if I call Street Fighter competitive art, but you know what I mean? Is that it, the game is closed, like it's a closed environment, right? So like the, the, there's not really a lot of advantages that you can bring to that world for it to break most of the games. Like, you know uh, what I mean? Like there's not a lot of ways you can bend rules. Like, right. you know, like a, 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 a move comes out in this many frames and it finishes in this many yeah, frames. Yeah, 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 it's all set, right? Yeah, it's, you, it's all set. Like you can't like work it out like a, like a muscle and, and make that, move recover faster for just you right it, it, it yeah. has to happen for everybody and i think there's something i really like about like the idea of having like a very level playing field right testing testing yourself in that kind of environment and mm. i mean i know like b-boying is very like different um well maybe it's not that different actually I well mean, it's there are there are some big differences like the obvious ones but yeah you know sun is what will make you win a like win a battle is not necessarily the thing that you practiced or the thing that you think is going to work. Like, yeah. you know, try to pick, pick that apart. Like what's going to work for you. Um, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's different in every situation, but I think there's a lot more similarities between them. Yeah. Like I think kind of what it comes down to is like, you know, you can look at fighting games more as like sport 
sport fighting kind of thing. Like, yeah, you have the rules. These, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And it's very defined, whatever. Like, there's still room for creativity and, and how you want to play that character right. or even your character choice and that kind of thing. Just like in, in competitive uh, fighting, like, you can, you can figure out, like, how you want to throw that punch or whatever. But, right. um, you know, you can't, you can't punch him in the balls or something like that, right? Right, right. And like, totally. yeah, breaking has some <laughs> rules like, yeah, don't touch people or whatever, whatever. But it's kind of, yeah, more into that gray area or like, because it's a combination, the way I see it, it's kind of a combination of sport and art. And it's kind of like, there's not really one that's kind of towering over the other one. Like you need, it's, it's one of those things that's like totally together right, right. and yeah. that's why when you judge it like that's why it's so hard to judge right but and it's totally. in this environment of like competition like one side against the other and you need a winner and this kind of thing but it's art so it's kind of it's always hard to, to actually kind of yeah exactly that. right right yeah because it has there's... different views of what the thing <laughs> what is supposed actually, to right, be right, and, right. yeah well, maybe that's the thing with, with with playing a video game. Like, maybe that's one of the things that makes it so satisfying. Yeah. Like, it's very like clear. Almost, yeah, it's very clear, right? Like, it's like very like much like a potato chip or something. Like, it's like a, you bite into it and it's just it's over, right? Like, it's that's what it is. And like, whereas yeah, so you know, you, you're gonna either win or you're gonna lose. Like, somebody's gonna. I mean, you could time out or have a draw game, but yeah, that's pretty rare. Apparently, somebody's gonna win. And it's gonna be very clear because of the rules. I think maybe there's something yeah. that kind of simplicity that I I, I like. And yeah. just also like, um, like I remember when I first started getting like tattoos, like one of the things that I liked about getting tattoos was that I really, you know, I'm like not, I'm like, like a lot of people, like I don't really don't like pain. Like, it's not like, you know, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, I don't care if people do, but I'm not personally like, I'm not a sadist or a masochist, but what I liked about getting tattoos was like, you, I knew I was like making an appointment to go and get something I wanted, but in order to do it is going to hurt. And yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how that relates, but there's something about like that, like kind of like booking yourself into a process that you're like, okay, this is going to challenge me. And I'm, uh, gonna, yeah. you know, go, I'm expecting this challenge. I'm going to be uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but my motivation is enough to kind of see me through to whatever yeah. the thing is. And I guess yeah. that's where, you know, working as an artist or as a dancer or like any type of creative person, like in real life, it's just, is that those kind of goals and is never that cut and dry usually you know yeah. I mean, yeah yeah what you feel about something is you know you can struggle a long time to get a goal and get it and feel crappy about it afterwards like there's no guarantees of how things are going to line up and mm -hmm. i think playing street fighter is just like well i know that if i trip this guy <laughs> and like throw him in yeah. the corner a bunch i'm going to win and yeah. then i'm going to feel you know i want to yeah. feel like a big man yeah well like i i think to me, that's kind of like the big appeal of, say, fighting games in particular. Like, any game is right. fun. We, we kind of talked about this before, but, like, yeah, you can, you can play a game and you can just approach it as, like, turn your brain off. I'm just going to have fun. It's a relaxing game, whatever. But you can also, and that's fine. That's totally fine. People can do that and they can enjoy games however they want. But I think a big, a really maybe interesting experiment that people who do that can try or whatever and what makes games fun for me and in particular fighting games is this idea of like i think it becomes really clear in fighting games of like how little you actually know 
you think right. like right. you know you can play this game you can like mash all the buttons and stuff and you're like you beat your brother or you beat your sister or whoever you beat your friend and then you step online or you go it used to be like you go to the arcade and that was what it was like for me like i had street fighter 3 and i had it on dreamcast and i was like oh okay i can beat the computer or i can i can beat the crap at darius guy suck no i'm just kidding <laughs> no we used to play all the time but yeah it was like we'd play all the time and i felt like oh yeah i'm pretty good and then like I can't remember how I connected with some people at UBC Arcade. And then like I went and met met up and played some games with one of them. And like, you know, he destroyed me. And it's that kind of thing of like, and I guess it's the same in breaking too, with like you can think you're you're good in your city, and then you go to some jam outside the city or like in a different country or something. And you just see there's this whole other world and you're like, damn, I have right, so right, much more right. to learn. And like, yeah, fighting games that come becomes really clear because they're so, a lot of times they're so complex or there's like a lot that goes into them. Like outside of like, okay, I know how to do the basics. Okay. How do I put that together? When do I use it? When do I use the overhead? How do I get them like playing my game and put them into this mental place of they just want to block the whole time so that I can apply pressure right. freely and this kind of thing. And like, so there's so much to learn about the game itself and the mental side and like how a fight will play out or whatever, but then you have so many different characters too. So it's like, there's so much to learn in those games. And then, yeah, part of it too is like, whenever you play a game against someone, you don't know what they're gonna do. You might, you'll have like some right, idea right, right. if you know the characters, but at the end of the day, you kind of don't know what they're going to do. Um, so it's always like, there's always something to learn and, and that kind of thing. And like, I think that's, to me, that's one of those big appeals. And like, it kind yeah, of, it kind of relates to, to like, say with the breaking aspect of like, well, why do we like competition? Why do people like competition so much? is it's it's kind of similar of like you yeah you develop your skills but then you're kind of like putting them to the test uh, right. and you get a real idea right, right. of where you stand right and you're like you know it's, it's funny how you say that too because it's the first thing that i think of actually kind of ironic say ironically but like but might seem maybe not like maybe not the first thing that you i would think of is also accessibility like in mm -hmm. terms of like even the way that you're talking about the game like that's, you know, it's like, you can't just go and buy a soccer ball and start playing. Yeah. Like, or just decide you're going to develop and be a part, you know, become a part of that world and play against the world's best. Um, yeah. Um, for one, it's like with a lot of sports, there's like financial considerations in terms of like equipment and training and all that kind of stuff. But one thing I love about like video games and actually hip hop in general is that you just need the will to do it. And the, the playground is the same for everybody. So yeah. if you don't need to know how to like, sing you can just talk you don't need to know how to like you don't have to learn any special dance yeah. things like the music that you dance to is all accessible yeah. you know you just need cardboard uh, if you want to learn how to do art you just need to know how to write your name and if you want to make music you don't even need to have any instruments you can just grab other people's music and make something out of it and i think you know i think there's some similarities with that with what i like about street fighter is the same thing it's like i feel like the product that you get is the same product that the world's best are playing on. You're playing in the same system that they're playing on, like in terms of like the 
the net, you know, the system internet network, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can be matched up with these people. Um, and that, you know, anybody can have the ability to analyze the game and understand mm. it. Like you don't need to be yeah. like us. You don't need to know, you don't have to be a sports expert. You don't need to know tons yeah. of stats and stuff. You just have to yeah. have a will to want to learn to get better. Well, um, and I think that's one advantage, like, you know, with recently I got it kind of into like, well, how do people go about learning? Like, what is the kind of science? I didn't go too deep into the science, but it's kind of like, well, what goes into actually learning? And fighting games are kind of gave me that mentality of like, how do I improve? How do I get better? And a right, big right. thing is like, yeah, you got to learn how to do the basics. You got to learn your mechanics and, and actually be able to do them when it counts or whatever. But the other part too is like the competition that you have that will, that will push you to the whatever level, right? You're going to rise to meet that whatever competition you have. So if you right. see your competition as just local and okay, I'm the best in there and maybe that's fine. Like, you know, but you're only going to go as high as that, whatever that competition is. Right. Maybe you'll get a little higher. It's re or it's really hard to just be like, come this amazing beast when you don't have anything pushing you there. But particularly with, with um, game, video games, because everything's online, you can technically play like the best in the world if you get matched up with them. Yeah, for sure. And your connection is like <laughs> decent, but it's decent, possible, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, you know, with, with breaking, like when I was doing, when I was starting out, it was that same kind of thing. Like you, you, you go to battles in your area and then you don't, you don't have to become the best, but you get an idea of where you stand. And then the second you go outside or you go to like, yeah, you go to, you go to Seattle or something like that. And you say, Holy crap. There's like, it's just different or the level is higher or lower or whatever, but it's like a different atmosphere and you have to learn new things and, and deal with like different style, different approach. Cause like, Seattle dancers were so much more like aggressive and just had a different approach to the way they had did battles. And then like you go to the Bay and like the Bay has like this long history of, of breaking and a high level and stuff. And like you go to your first international event and you know, it just wakes you up and you're like, you can either, it's like a discipline, like discipline and well, discipline is what would make you learn, but it's like a, uh, you know, yeah. The way the way I'm thinking about it, sorry, the way I'm thinking of it is like it's that that hero's journey kind of thing. Like you gotta, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you yeah. gotta step out into that unknown world and like if you want to do anything, like you gotta yeah. you gotta go and put yourself out there and like, you know, um, yeah. So it's it's kind of like facing your fear in a way or your anxiety or what you think of yourself and having that busted down and you get exposed to the reality of things and then you're mm -hmm. like you can choose to just kind of move back into safety and like oh okay this feels comfortable uh i know where i fit in this situation or you can like choose to learn and improve and get better to rise to that challenge and right, like right, meet right. that challenge and like that's why i think you know breaking and and fighting games 
they have such a high entry level like to get even to that like basic decent level it takes a lot of work just to get there mm -hmm. yeah for sure and like it's not that's why it's not for everyone but it's like once you get there it's so much fun yeah i totally agree with that i mean not that i ever was at that place with breaking i mean i i will say one thing i've noticed with especially with breaking like it's changed so much over the last like 20 years is i mean just so much like youtube and like instagram for example have like like completely like blown the doors off in terms of like what i think like how different people are there communicating across yeah. the world now and like how i mean trends also spread like wildfire too mm -hmm. um but i mean it's just crazy i mean you know like i've been watching online like you know they're like people you know people like this close to hitting double air flares you know but just like probably by the time this comes out somebody's gonna have hit one yeah. you know like they're, they're like that close and like it's like that was it, i mean to me like the fact that like you can actually see that process develop like watch it trend all over the world watch mm -hmm. all these different people try it out like compare techniques and like see the different age ranges it's it's pretty it's pretty insane it's nothing like i ever would have imagined it yeah would be but yeah the skill like level the barrier <laughs> to entry now if you actually wanted to be you know yeah. if being competitive in that way or being the best in that way is important to you um yeah the barrier for entry is like super high yeah. now i mean well i even I, think i even think about like when i started teaching and it was like this one guy from Halifax, he, he did like a workshop for how to teach. And it was like, it was one of those things wow. that it like changed the way that I think about stuff. And he was like, you know, the typical thing that people do in a breaking workshop, like in a breaking class, the first class, they teach him simple top rock step. They teach him maybe a drop and they'll teach him the six step and the baby freeze. And he was like, his first classes, he doesn't even touch the floor. Everything is on top. It's just top rock. Because like the second that you hit the floor, that's like a foreign world for so many people. Like right, top rock, right. people can get that. Like I walk around on two feet. That makes sense to me. But I'm not used to like crawling around on the ground. Like that's not normal. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, and when you can see it, like, and especially the six step, like, it's pretty easy to conceptualize how it works but to actually right. make it look good yeah, and yeah. make it flow and and oh my god yeah right like even just that that's the basic step so that totally changed the way that i thought like yeah why you got to match like the level that people are at and if you push too far it's kind of like that uh like a carrot on a stick kind of thing like okay you right, want, right, yeah, you yeah, want yeah, this yeah, thing sure. right but if it's too far like you can't even see it you're not even paying attention and if it's too close you just get it and it's over right you've lost the interest right because you got it but it's that thing of like you keep it there and it's you never really reach it it's close enough that it's enticing you to keep going uh but it's not so far that you'll never reach it kind of thing like it's right right yeah and that's like uh, what i was reading about is like the road to mastery is like that kind of experience. Like you're never going to become a master, like a full on real master. But the, the point is like, you're always kind of moving towards that traje trajectory, even though you never get it. Yeah. There's like, I mean, you, you might actually know the term. I think it's Kaizen. I don't know, but it's like uh, a Japanese thing. That's kind of just the idea of like 
every day just continual oh, yeah, yeah, small yeah. improvement like I, I don't remember if that's the term i could be mixing up with something else yeah but it's definitely um, a, a concept yeah and i think uh well, yeah especially with things that are like like have like such a physical element to them too like i mean i know video games is i mean there's fingers but it's still muscle memory you know yeah, you're still yeah. trying to program yourself to be able to perform but also to also have the awareness that you're responding to what's happening with you with your reactions as opposed to trying to you know like dictate the way yeah. like you know it's like you know what it's like when you see you know b-boys who just run sets right and it's just like the, yeah. it's like the, the the they have a flow chart and i mean flow charts are fine i mean flow chart is also like style too i mean so much of that falls into the same category but like mm. when they're not responding to the music or yeah um not responding to what the opponent's doing yeah 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 i mean it's yeah that that's a yeah i mean i I mean since i'm a person who does a lot of different types of things just trying to like what you're talking about like having that kind of carrot in front of you all the time i think is something you just have to end up giving to yourself i mean in terms of what is going to be your next goal and your next thing to do because ultimately nobody's going to give it to you you know i mean you can have your ideals and your goals that you see other people maybe achieve things or do things that you want to do but ultimately yeah feeling successful is something comes down to yourself being successful yeah and like not going to come from the outside yeah like listening to i just have followed certain like pro gamers and this kind of thing and and a big thing that always comes up and a lot of these games are competitive games because right that's just kind of the nature of what it's like sports right they just get into it right uh as a as a viewer it's like fun to watch people compete but um yeah a big thing that they all like everyone always comes back with is like yeah you do these things you go out and you test yourself against your opponent or whatever but what one of the most important things to do is like afterwards you have to review your footage and like analyze it and look at okay so you lost and this is why like the whole thing about like losing losing is you learn way more from losing because if you win you're like okay i don't need to change anything i won i got i did it but when you lose you're like oh shit okay well what why did i lose and then you start looking at that and you can learn stuff from matches that you won but you know like it's that kind of thing of being like what do you call it critically reflecting on like your performance or what you're doing right for sure for sure and like you know in anything that you want to learn right like whether it's whether it's games or whether it's breaking or whether it's like even something like like learning to draw or paint like it's that kind of like you're gonna need some kind of feedback from somewhere so whether it's like whatever art critics or in a competition you go and ask the judge after like hey what did you think or something like that or just reviewing your own footage and your own like self-feedback the video is like providing you feedback Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and like but that feedback is like one of the most important things because you can kind of pinpoint more clearly like oh man like sometimes you know in yourself like what's what's the problem and so you mm-hmm. maybe seeing that footage makes it more clear and you're like, Oh, I definitely right, lost right. right there when like they burned me and I let, I made it clear that I got burned or something like that. And mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. mentally crumbled or whatever. And you can see it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The competition really only is with yourself at the end of the day. It's funny you yeah. mentioned this actually, cause I was just drawing in my, in my book. Actually I had something I was going to show you too, but 
like yeah. even for me i was like writing down like something I, one question i get asked a lot with, with people is like like how do you have ideas or like how do you then have good ideas versus like bad ideas mm-hmm. and whatever those kind of things mean what well, those those terms like whether something is good or bad is is totally like subjective it doesn't really matter because like you're saying like yeah. whether you're winning or you're losing you you end up at the same place which is why did it why did you know why did it why does it working or not working and how does it make me feel and yeah. so which other route you end up with like even if you split off in your mind you have you know you feel good about something and you do it and you're like oh that feels great or you feel bad about something and you feel like you're beating yourself up because you feel bad i mean both of those states are completely not related to the quality of the idea or what you've mm-hmm. done right like because the battle yeah. is only with yourself yeah and it's funny because just before like i was just writing something the other day like i do this every six months i tend to like write out my entire like process basically oh like, following every you know as many decision trees and ideas as i can kind of like come up with to try to huh. you know just get around like asking myself creative questions and huh. trying to figure out ways to keep myself like you're saying motivated to like keep on exploring like your own basically exploring your own ass right i mean at the end of the day you're just don't bring this back to poo out. okay no <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> everything comes back to poo i'm gonna be like yeah so this is why in a dinner conversation happened. <laughs> um yeah and there's there's so like you know i'm working like 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 i have like creative hobbies and i have like creative work for like a living or whatever too and mm-hmm. just like trying to like figure out the different ways to yeah like keep yourself kind of like informed and kind of also like checking yourself like you're talking about like trying to get that feedback either from other people or you know even just from yourself um you can try to be as clear about maybe the reasons for why you're doing something or honoring the ideas that you have i mean that's for me is like you know it's like um people ask me like i mean like the, the always idea that uh like the biggest question that people it's almost like a cliche right people say like oh where do your ideas come from that's you know, actually really like you know the norm mcdonald uh you know norm mcdonald no. right yeah yeah so he had he used to have this youtube like kind of talk show thing but it was like norm mcdonald style so he's basically just trolling everyone he's even trolling <laughs> the audience because it's such a it looks so low budget like or like maybe it doesn't look low budget but it looks like they didn't they don't know what they're doing kind of thing, but it's kind of like, I think he intended it to be sort of like that. Anyway, he has a sidekick who plays like the straight man. And there's a port, there's a section where they like, they have questions that they ask their guests. Oh, I actually, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Adam Egget. Adam Egget. Yeah. He gets, he gets in to say like, He's like, yeah, oh, he's, yeah, he's acting really excited. Like, this is a really deep question. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've been chomping at the bit to ask you this. And he, that expression is so funny. But yeah, and he's like, yeah, but um, where do you get your ideas? And it's like, everyone wants to know that. But it's like, as a question to ask someone, and I literally did it last night. I was talking with Makun. And because his, his way of thinking about approaching breaking was so weird to me. Like, it, it kind of ended up being like how I, I wanted to ask him that, but like without asking him that. And I was like, how do you come up with this stuff? Oh, this sounds so stupid as I'm saying it. Like, yeah. Right. But it's like, it's like yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, I mean, that question is, I mean, I do have an answer for the question, which is, which is my simplest answer. And it is the, actually, is, for me, is a true answer, which is uh-huh. 
you want ideas, you just have to ask for them. Huh. You know, that's it. Like, that's all you have to do. Is you have yeah. to ask for them and then be receptive and ready for what comes in. Because what right. comes in, what comes in, like, that's the way I was talking earlier about the thing about being good or bad. Like, because <laughs> there is no flow chart, like, in Street Fighter of, like, good decisions leading to victory and bad right, decisions right. leading to KOs or whatever. Yeah. Um, just the idea that whatever comes in that, you know, you're responsible, like you kind of take on the responsibility of if you want good ideas to come to you, you have to be responsible to those good ideas and put your best into them or else you're, they're not, you're not, you're not going to continue to get them. You know, like I, I, to me, like that's when I, I mean, I write this thing out as a hilarious, huge, long flow chart, but it's basically, it's about that one particular process, which is learning how to ask for ideas and then learning where your ideas, what forms your ideas come in and hmm. what things about your life history you know it's a kind of a combination of your well, how did i write here i gotta check my own shit your past which is your life experience your situation which is where you're at right now and your awareness which is all about the future and okay. so you know asking for ideas and then thinking about okay if i get a good idea am i going to be responsible for this like how am i going to treat this like yeah do i treat ideas badly do i judge my ideas badly because if i do then what's the point? Why, why would, why would you, why would anybody continue to give them to me? You know? Right. And yeah. I, I mean, I just, I mean, I don't want to be dope. I mean, this is a whole other topic, but you know, my family is mostly like, we got a lot of artists in it. So for me, I, I can, I ask for them for help, you know, they're not here anymore, but you know, they, it's, it's, I, I don't know, whatever comes, I don't know if it's, it could just be a metaphor. I'm not suggesting that's the reality of what's happening. But I think as like, a way for me to keep like a positive like framework in my head that honors like where I'm at and that honors where I've been. And more importantly, you know, makes me think about what it is that I want to do for myself in the future. Because like we yeah. talked about, like, especially as like a dancer, like you're going to get older. Yeah. You're not going to be able to compete with the young people, but I mean, I can watch like why not and Ken Swift and wicked and like, you know, so many B boys that are like well over the age of 40 and mm. just, there. Actually, I don't know if Why Not's over 40, but I think he is. He's maybe um, getting close. We're getting close. I mean, I mean, but I watch him dance all day, you know, yeah. and it's, it, it's, it's as exciting to me as like, you know, B-Boy Bart or Sepp or like, you know, fucking those crazy power kids in Russia and Brazil and stuff like right, that. Right, like, right. you know, that uh, it just, they're just different things, you know, they're just different yeah. kind of piles of the same thing. Well, it's like it's there's funny. stages, there's stages to these kind of journeys and whatever and then right. especially breaking but you could look at it like say with sports or even with fighting games like there's just certain things that when it when it requires some kind of physical aspect like that stuff kind of deteriorates over time and then what remains is like that mental side right 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 and so like mm -hmm. that's when you start seeing say it like for with dancing you can have someone like, which is why like recently, like it clicked in my head. I think we were talking about this when I visited, I think like about the importance of basics, right. why that's yeah, so important. Were, yeah. like, you know, as you get older, you, your body just, it starts to hurt more or you accumulate injuries or just whatever, right? right. You can't yeah. do certain things, but what you can do the longest is those simple moves, those simple basic moves. And then like the way that I'm thinking is like, yeah, I want to be able to do this for as long as I can. So I can't start like, you know, 
trying to figure out how to do this like crazy air chair or something, whatever, and like push up into this, whatever, right? Like maybe that's good to do that to an extent, but like you got to listen to your body and, and figure out what it is. So I'm kind of falling back into these like re-examining the basics and like, okay, well, how much stuff can I create with just like a CC or just a two-step or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And like that opened up the whole side of like learning to actually dissect the music. And there's that whole, that's the whole area too of like learning how music works and, and patterns within the music and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and that has nothing to do with like the physical aspect. I mean, you got to train your body well enough that you can move in right, time. You can and, move it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you know, guys like, why not? guys like yeah wicket guys like uh ken swift po one like they they can do things that are not like physically crazy but it's like it's that old thing of like it's not it's not what you do it's how you do it or when you mm-hmm. do it that kind yeah, of thing like, sure. it becomes more and more and more important and you the longer you you do breaking the longer you're involved in it like you you start to see like how you start to see that side and how important that side is as well and how much depth there is to that mm-hmm. even though you're not doing like you know too too hard to bite kind of stuff or whatever like right. you are in fact kind of doing stuff that's too hard to bite because like that stuff is really hard and if you don't know what you're looking at it looks really simple you're like mm-hmm. well you just did a chair freeze like i can do a chair freeze it's like can you do it can you get into it the way that he did can you get out of it the way that he did? Can you get into it when right, they right. did, you know, right. in the time with that music? And like, you know, it's, it really became clear to me when I saw well, two, two moments. I was like talking with Jameson and Trevor and they were telling me about like their experiences with like Popping Pete and some of the EDs, like they took workshops and stuff. And it would be like, they'd take a, they'd take a Twisto Flex it's like basic foundational move but then they'd come up with like a billion variations of that twisto flex and like they because it's a sequence of moves they'd like break it up in t- and like add things in between to make it different and you, they could just keep going and creating and creating and creating and it's the same thing like say with breaking like you know you can look at just that that basic like two step that everyone does like boom 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 whatever some people call it the Indian step too, whatever, like right, right, that, yeah. that kind of move. And like, you can take that basic step and just add layers on top of it. And then, and there's so many different ways that you can change a single move. And so you take that and you have like, I don't know, let's say you max out at 50 even, right? That's 50 right. moves of that one move. And then you take right, 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 right. layers and you apply right. it to this other thing. And this is where it becomes infinite is like, you might have a limited set of of moves. Well, it doesn't become infinite, whatever, but it could be. Right. But like, okay, you have those moves, and then it's like, well, how do you combine them? You know, right. like even with fifty and fifty, and you're only doing two moves. There's right. so many different combinations that you can do there. Right. I don't know math, like, that's a lot. No, right. right. No, I hear you loud and clear. And the more well, that you yeah. add, it's like different, right. different higher and higher combinations and stuff like that. Yeah, you, your access just kind of blows up. 
yeah. to what what you want to create on the moment. I mean, I you know something. I, and, and for me, at least, how this kind of relates to like why these kind of like like having these kind of conversations and thinking about like the depth of things is really important is because the you know for a dancer to have musicality. Like here, I'll tell you like a quick story that kind of gets into this. So like one of my favorite music like artists like when that I've loved since I was a 14 is Eric Dolphy. He's a jazz. Uh, he's like a post bop kind of entering the free jazz kind of era. And I bought an album from him when I was like 14 and I brought it home and I was listening to it and I started noticing I was feeling really weird. And I was realized that while listening to him, his playing was so, the album's called Out There. It's a, it's a fantastic album, it's one of my favorites, but that his playing is so over the top that literally like my breathing is changing. Like I'm starting to actually, my the way that I'm actually physically breathing and getting air into my body is changing just simply because of how this person is playing, right? So there's something that they're connecting with and they're doing is actually changing the way that I'm feeling and connecting to the physical world by changing how I'm breathing. Hmm. And I got that exact same feeling from watching Why Not, in a, I think it was like a top rock battle. And oh. he does this, like, it looks like it was like scripted. It's to uh, Ghetto Funk by Boris Gardner Trio, I think. Amazing. And it's like a pretty famous like clip. It's like all, I think it's on YouTube. If you just look up like BY, why not? Top Rock, it's like, yeah, Top Rock or it's Top Rock Battle. And it's like, he hit like, this is like, the, the, that song is like a long, you know, like organ solo or whatever. Oh, that one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. 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 And That's he like, like, he like, and he like hits like every note and like yeah. hits like everything. So when I watched that video, the same thing happened to me watching that. That happened to me when I was listening to Eric Dolphy, which was, that, I was so caught up in his musicality and the depth of his, what he was doing, I was like literally my holding my breath and like hyperventilating at parts because I'm so caught up in like mm. the artistry of what he's doing. And he's mm -hmm. so like, you know, into it that, you know, you know, sometimes a guy can, or a girl can like do a head spin and, and I get that same feeling. Like, you know, like my first time I ever saw somebody do a no-handed windmill live with my own eyes was uh, Jazar from Contents Under Pressure crew here. And I remember like feeling like I was like high, like I just was like, yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know, like with my own eyes, like I'd seen this in TV and on videos and in movies, but you know, this guy was doing it in my own eyes and his mm -hmm. windmills too were like, especially nice. Yeah. Um, just that really smooth whip, you know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. looks effortless, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, that's, I completely like getting back to what you're saying, like that, that, like that musicality thing of like developing your basics because those are I think the things that building blocks that let you actually move people with what you're doing yeah. as opposed to just like showing them like what you can do it's kind of like yeah uh, and I, I mean it's a subtle difference and maybe it's just up here entirely like I don't really know I'm just kind of guessing but um yeah like I, I, lo I love that feeling of being a feeling like something I'm seeing that's creative is actually changing me like it's actually mm. having an effect on me for some for some reason you know and it's for me, it's going to be one thing at one time, and for you, it's going to be another thing at another time. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, to just, me, yeah. I was talking with my dad about this, too. We were talking about art, because he's recently gotten into, like, wood carving, which he used to do, like, years ago. Oh, that's so cool. Like, before I was even born, before Pat was even born. And, like... That's amazing. Man. Yeah, he, like, wanted to become an artist, and he was trying to, like, explore it. And then he just gave up. He's like, this is... I." Right. I don't know. Like I don't know. I think it was like Dan. Dan was born, and then he's like, ah, uh, maybe I gotta. Shit. Yeah. I, right. Right. I can't do this. Like I gotta take care of this kid. And, yeah. Right. Um. 
but so you know he's retired and he finished his job in thailand so he's back in vancouver and he's just like getting back into carving and like just exploring like that medium of of wood right and like he's doing, sometimes he's just doing sanding and like trying to he, he loved like driftwood anyway uh my point is we were talking about um oh, fuck i got sidetracked what were we talking about <laughs> man he's so glad that weed's not legal in japan or else yeah like, <laughs> it's super long <laughs> <laughs> you were just talking, talking about, about okay. something we're talking just about like you're serious you're talking about your dad doing woodworking now he was like wanting to be like an artist we were we talking a, i was talking about process i was saying musicality uh i was talking about feeling it um that's as much as i remember because i, I unlike you in japan i'm in canada so i am high so <laughs> <laughs> i wish i probably probably will not remember yeah um I just but yeah it was like we were having some conversation maybe if i just talk through it it'll come sorry for people sure, who are sure. watching this might get kind of weird and boring um that's all right though but yeah we were talking about the process of wasn't the process of learning <laughs> now i'm stuck all right fuck it we're just gonna take that buddhist or whatever approach your and just dad's go with the flow. A, i was gonna say that's that is perfect because your dad's approach to a lot of things is like super buddhist like yeah. your dad's a very like laid well, back. Yeah, that's person, that's one thing that like, especially because I've been out here for like three, almost three years now, and it's like right. kind of isolating. Uh, that's one thing that's really helped me in a lot of ways. Like, not that I'm overly Buddhist or anything, but there's just certain things that my dad kind of taught taught me without teaching me, sort of of like or just i'm naturally like this i don't know mm. but this whole idea of being isolated some people look at it as like this like how oh, i can't do this i can't i need to see people and i need to see friends and i need to go out and do stuff and like that's fine that's that's totally a valid thing but i think there's really something to be said about um like taking time to yourself having moments like you can go and be social but it's important to like occasionally have those times moments to yourself of like self-reflection self like right right analysis sure. or whatever or just times to yeah let yourself sort of breathe like yeah for sure and not like okay I, i'm gonna take my time and just just meditate and calm myself down like it's no, one no, of those like things like the instant you start trying to do it it's not gonna work yeah yeah for you sure. just kind of have to like learn yeah, to yeah. just do it in a way yeah it's funny i was talking to somebody about this recently like um like boredom is really good like uh, mm. boredom is not re rewarded like we live in this weird world now and everybody's got to be like like busy all the fucking time mm -hmm. um with basically nonsense i mean uh don't get me wrong like again like you're saying like there's, there's a lot of value in going out i mean i'm also somebody who's like a, you know i've been of like a recovering agoraphobic basically right like i have a very high degree of anxiety in my life so mm -hmm. and i'm an introvert so i have i spent a lot of time inside um mm -hmm. like already but there was one thing i used to do a lot as a kid um uh, which is i used to lie in my bed and throw this like nerf ball against the ceiling and catch it and i would just mm -hmm. like do that for like 45 minutes mm -hmm. and i mean yeah i'm throwing the ball but what's actually happening the entire time is like 
that's, I mean, like people talk about, you know, I say people, meaning myself as well, like, especially when I was younger, thinking about where ideas come from, for example, we were talking about that earlier. And it's like, well, if you don't make the space for them to arrive, mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're usually always spontaneous. I mean, I got just yeah. as many out of like dreams and just like walking around anywhere else. But there's yeah. also something to be said about making, actually setting aside time, huh. like you're saying, to actually like let your brain like spit some shit out at you and like see yeah. what happens, you know, like yeah. just let well, it kinda... out some sentences and like see how you feel about it. Like, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. That's kind of like what meditation, at least like the way I understand what my dad has taught me and the stuff that I've read. Like that's kind of what meditation is, is like, it's not, mm. it's not about necessarily like calming yourself down, but it's just, I mean, it is by the nature of it. Like you kind of just sit there. Mm -hmm. um, but a big thing to me is like, it's, 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 yeah i guess kind of calming your your mind down but it's putting it more into it just a state of like just uh what's the word what was there? that guy in the simpsons that said if you're not a human doing you're, you're not you're not a human being you're a human oh, being. like yeah. that yeah like i know like i remember that what came out like in the early 90s or whatever but yeah, i remember yeah. seeing that as a kid and like laughing and i still think it's funny and i think that's actually kind of maybe what we're talking about right it's like that yeah. like i mean it's so i mean I mean, everything that comes back to the Simpsons at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least for our generation. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, just the idea that like, like you're saying, like you're kind of being there in the moment for yourself. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to derail where you were <laughs> no, going. <laughs> I just took, took my breath away. <laughs> uh -huh. But yeah, just that idea of like, like you're saying, like allowing yourself to be bored or allowing mm -hmm. yourself to be there for yourself. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, and like those are the moments where your mind is not occupied with, with things to do and you're not focused on anything. Or maybe you're just focused on like sitting and breathing. And like because that's such a simple process, like you get into those states. Like I forget there's a word for it. I want to say like default, default mode something or other. Anyway, uh, it's the kind of state where, where, yeah, your mind is wandering. Right. and and you're just like kind of thinking about stuff but you're not really paying attention to them like you just like you're there happening and that's when like stuff kind of comes into your head like, right, right 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 and for sure. and but but you got to be able to like receive it kind of thing like it's the kind of thing like i've heard people talk about luck and they're like yeah there's lucky people and luck like things just happen but if you're not able to like capitalize on that opportunity or that luck that happens like then it doesn't mean anything sure you know? yeah i guess man, my only question for people that, that say that though is like what does capitalize mean you know, well like like i guess capitalize is maybe not the right word but just like receive it and be like hey that's something sure, that maybe sure. i can use or right right yeah like, like that, something right? i can bring into my life or use or like, you're like acting on it in some way or some sure. shape or form whether it's writing their idea down for later reference mm -hmm. or whatever but like yeah like say yeah you're meditating or whatever and a big thing like i was when i was growing up i always thought oh yeah meditation like you want to clear your mind you don't want to think about anything but actually that's not true at all like you want to just have your set your mind to like just be and let things flow in and out and like right 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 an idea you don't try and block it you don't try and you don't try and hold on to it you just like right. acknowledge that it's there it happened and then you let it go 
Right. And then like the same kind of thing, like say you're going for a walk and sometimes like this one thing that I've been doing since I moved out here is like, um, yeah, I have to drive to my schools. I don't have to, but I'm just kind of lazy sometimes, but uh, there's one school that's a little further out and it's like a 15 kind of 15 minute drive. It's not too far, but um, that, that drive, I used to play music in the car and then because my car is really old and the CD and you have to use CDs because like I have like aux whatever anyway so I had the CD but the CD is like CD player is so old so sometimes it like spits the CD out or it just doesn't play it and so there were times where I'm doing this drive and it's just completely silent and like there's kind of something about sometimes not distracting yourself with music or mm-hmm. even with someone else. And it's those things like you are just alone with your own mm-hmm. thoughts and your mind starts to wander. Right. And those are those moments where, whether right. you're like you're driving or you're walking somewhere, you're walking your dog, but it's not like you're, even if you have music, like depending what kind of music, it can still put you into that state. Like right, for sure. when it's just kind of there and it's, it's not like pre like the, the state right before you fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think about it a lot too. It's like, well, you know, one thing it's funny you hear you say that because, like, one thing I always think about when it comes to all these processes is like everything that we're talking about, you know, is like kind of like if I could just gesture, is like kind of like up here, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of talking about like engaging in creative stuff that kind of sets aside some of our normal conceptions about our, our experience and the understanding that that we can understand certain things like luck and creativity and, and getting ideas as obviously processes that are just we only can kind of touch a little bit or we we kind of have to interact with them in these like very non-direct ways and one of the things i was thinking about with a lot of this stuff is you know i do i mean but i don't want to sound like immodest but like i do do a lot of things mm-hmm. um and when people ask me about like like the, how it is that i'm able to do all that stuff i mean there's complicated answers and there's simpler answers but at least the way that i conceptualize it is it's a cyclical process not a linear process and there's so many times when i'm talking to people about doing creative work it doesn't matter if it's for clients it doesn't matter if it's for like school or whatever when they're thinking about it as a linear process that it goes from like a to b to c to d to like finished product Mm -hmm. but it's it's like you're saying it's like that meditative thing it's a circular cyclical process there's there's no start there's no end to it yeah yeah it's just kind of happening yeah yeah i mean for example like as a real like I look at this. I feel like such a nerd bringing up a piece of paper. <laughs> like, for example, like this way this kind of works, right? Is this is like everything's in three, right? I'm born on the third day of the third month of 1980, so three is very important to me. I got it tattooed on my arm. So everything's in three sections, right? There's a conceptual side of doing it, the physical side, and then there's like an, an analysis side. But it's a, it seems like a one, two, three step process, but you know, it's actually like a it's the cyclical process. You go back yeah, to three, you start back over at one again. Yeah, yeah. Just it just keeps line, going and you know? going and going and going. It keeps on going, yeah. And you think of it like more like um, you're not progressing linearly. You're spiraling, right? Like you're kind of your huh. life spirals in these ways. So huh. it repeats over itself, but it kind of builds another layer as the years go by. This way, I just think about it. Like I'm not saying that's how. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. I conceptualize it in my head. And yeah. Like all the stuff you're talking about, like that alpha state like before you fall asleep or like when you're meditating or like you're saying like when you're like all of a sudden realize that you're kind of like enjoying a drive in silence 
Yeah. Me, those all are like those all cyclical processes. Like mm. it's like no, I can't really like I can start those processes, but I can't like jump start any of the ideas that come out of them. Like mm -hmm. yeah. I can only make opportunities for those ideas to show up by putting myself in those. Yeah, yeah. So, not, or whatever. So that was the thing. Like I read this book, um, The War of Art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was like one of those things where it it made me kind of rethink of like yeah how do you how do you what is creativity and where like where do ideas come from that kind of thing right and and the big the big thing that like stuck with me from that book was like he was kind of talking about yeah where does inspiration come from and like the old way of thinking about it say in like the ancient greek times was like they they'd uh invoke the the muse and they say, oh, muse, like, please give me the inspiration to write this poem and that kind of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, like the most interesting thing was like, it's like there are these inspiration, the ideas or whatever, they're like, they're always there and they're always coming. It's just, you have to be receptive to it. Like, yeah, totally. like uh, the, the example that he gave was like, Mozart or Beethoven or something like this. And I've probably mentioned this in another little conversation before, but I think it's worth like mentioning again. Um, but it's like, uh, yeah, like what is some concerto 17 or whatever it's called, right. I don't know. <laughs> Moonlight Sonata, let's say that. And I, and I don't even know if that's Beethoven or Mozart, whoever wrote that. I think that's Mozart, but I don't That's the only classical piece that I know and I really <laughs> like it. But let's say, okay, that piece, that whatever, that music that's always just been there it's just mm. whoever the person who wrote it whoever composed right, it right, right, right. was receptive to this idea and learned knew how to like take that and 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 put it into this musical format or whatever but it's mm -hmm. always it's like it's always there and it's kind of floating around in whatever you want to call it like yeah, you know, it's like the visualize it like oh, it's out in space and you're pulling it in, but it's everything yeah, yeah. in here, right? For sure. This kind of like non-existence kind of area that is our brains, right? Um, but yeah, it's like when those things can, they're always there and they're always coming, all the time, and it's like, yeah, are you able to to tap into it, sort of like? Yeah, for sure. Receptive, right. and it kind of relates to. Um, stuff that I learned, I learned from Mark a lot is like, you know, we'd be practicing and it's the kind of thing of like, you know, it's good to practice with other, pe with other people, but you need yeah. someone who has an open mind. Cause some people, they have this, they've already closed their mind off of like what breaking is like. Right, so right, right. you might be practicing with them and you do something, or you're just trying something out and they'll be like, well, that's, that doesn't look good. You shouldn't do that because that's not breaking or something like that. But if you have someone with an open mind, they can see it and they can see the potential. Right. You know, it's the kind of thing like, oh, the idea is there and what do you do with it? And like, yeah, like how, coming, coming into things with that open mind and not blocking off possible ways of going about something. Like that's sure, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. key component of like, if you wanna right. be more creative or learn about how to be creative that's like step one it's like okay first you gotta have an open mind and you gotta approach it like like you don't you don't know anything about it that's why kids right, are right. so creative like in their own stupid ways like <laughs> i see all kinds of like 
kids, kids at schools, they draw portraits of themselves. And it's like, they draw like something is weird about the way they look. And like, you couldn't, it's hard to kind of think about those things, but like, they're not, they have no conception of like what's right and what's wrong. So when they draw a mouse, they put all the teeth in them. Like you can see right, all right. the teeth. And that's why they like have this kind of like ghoulish <laughs> smile or something. Right. Right. Or, right. Like, you know, they know nostrils exist. So when you draw them, like you gotta draw the nostrils. And but they don't know how to like do the angles, right? So you get this like pig nose all the time. And the nostrils are gigantic. But like oh, that's so you cute. Know, <laughs> like What's funny, you know, my grandfather, you know, my grandfather was an artist, my, 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 uh, my mom's dad, and uh, yeah. he was a painter and he did all bunches. I mean, it's actually funny, my lifestyle is very close to his in the sense, you know, like, he, well, yeah, he was a, like, he did a painting and graphic design and children's illustrations and huh. did calligraphy and like, just kind of was kind of like an art machine and he did, you yeah. know, he could copy Western masters and he could, you know, do like more traditional Japanese stuff. So he was a really interesting person and he always kind of like talked about that that you know for him it was always especially as he got older like into his 70s and 80s it was just like continuously his whole thing was about like how how do i go back to how do i regress my ways of looking at the world even further so that what i'm doing with my talent is more representative of how i see the world and that's usually more reflective as when i was a child you know like i'm speaking as him you know like yeah. he always had this thing about trying to have like a child's mentality is the background to what you're doing because the world is nothing but guidelines especially mm -hmm. if you're working professionally i mean in any mm -hmm. sense i mean if you're doing like dance even, even if you're choreographing you know uh something for yourself i mean there might be challenges in the venue or challenges in the music or yeah equipment or you know all these other these kind of like you know you want to call them some of them some of them are difficulties and some of them are bonuses but no matter what they're just guidelines they're they're, they're helping form the thing that you're doing Mm -hmm. and just trying to like approach everything with that idea of almost like almost like we were saying i don't know if we were talking about this before the podcast or not but just how i was saying earlier about like how when you have an idea like we always jump to this idea of like whether it's good or it's bad mm -hmm. as it relates to what we're doing like and mm -hmm. especially when i was like yeah, in yeah, art yeah. school in my early 20s i was like really when you know you're really focused on identity right when you're in your 20s so you're like you're really big on style and like trying to find your style and like all these kind of things that kind of come in there that are basically just guidelines I mean, you're trying to figure it out and mm -hmm. i always just thought it was interesting how he just was saying you know as he got older he just wanted to lose more and more of those guidelines yeah and well, I, I, tr I tried to take it to heart to try to do that as much as possible i figured if he way had to get to 70 or 80 to do that and then to tell me then i might as well just start doing it now and yeah and, yeah you know, like you know, give myself a bit of a head start i guess i don't know well like you see it a lot these days too with the way certain companies are running things and like it's kind of like especially when it's a creative job like right, yeah. or any type of creative work like the less rules that you put on the person the more creative they can be and like you know and it goes back to like like why are why are kids so there's like so much that you can learn from kids right like Cause they, they don't have those, they haven't gone through life and been like, okay, well, if I do this or if I say this, then like this will happen. And so I don't do that. And they haven't built up these, these barriers of like how to navigate life, which are useful, right? Cause you need those to an extent, but right, right. to really like foster creativity, you got to like 
break those down mm-hmm. and and go back into that that way of thinking like right. it, the, yeah like i'm trying to there was some analogy that was good but then i thought about it for a second and i was like yeah it doesn't really work but anyway the main thing is uh, is yeah like um don't don't assume that you know how things should go and like this is the way that it's supposed to be yeah, done it's like for sure and that's why it's like it's so important to just like be receptive to everything that's when it comes to you like um don't just like shut it out because you know oh that's not that's not breaking or this it doesn't belong in breaking yeah, yeah, yeah. or that's not that's not like how the art style yeah. like my style or something I mean, maybe you can take that and mold it into your style or something like that as long as you have that open For mind sure. and yeah that's right that's right because yeah, you're totally right about that man because nothing will yeah. kill you faster than your own expectations you know what yeah I mean? like, yeah. in terms of killing an idea i mean I, I had like a major issue with that myself like you know when i like uh, my my training in school was like not being an illustrator I, like i wanted to become a printmaker and do like you know fine art paintings or whatever yeah. and uh i found like for myself like i had so much difficulty doing illustration as a job like for whatever reason mm-hmm. there's like oh like you know it was like i could do it for myself but the moment like I started doing it for other people. Like I, I end up having all these like kind of guidelines and all these expectations. Yeah, that yeah. I start labeling myself with, which were completely not there when I did the task for myself. And it took me like I probably like a good year and a half, two years mm-hmm. of like once I became aware of that, I was having a lot of anxiety and I was doing client work, but specifically with drawing. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of like you're saying, like I just had to kind of go back and be like, why is this not fun for me? Like where is this expectation? Where, yeah. where, where am I, where, where's this hook in my hallway that keeps on grabbing me as I pass by that's like making me look at my ideas and judge them and judge them yeah. before they're even like basically out of the box, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and like there's a lot of these things too, like, yeah, when it comes to like commissioned work or, or yeah, like kind of guidelines or, or even like that's, you know, I was trying to bring it back to breaking. That's my focus anyway. Right. Sure. Yeah, but like, you know, competition is like there's certain kind of you know they haven't set them out but there's certain sort of there's like always some kind of formula that'll win you battles right meet those right and but that's the thing is like it's always changing right and and that's kind of maybe the beauty of breaking i guess is like it doesn't have that set guideline but there is it's like the ever-changing meta of breaking right of what is what will right, win you right, battles right. and this kind of thing but right. anyway um yeah like i think a big thing is when when say with, with regards to like work and commissioned work it's like people have an expectation on of you to deliver something right 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 but for someone to be fully creative and do their best work they have to have that ability to to fail and like experiment and try different things and it's part of like the problem of from what i've heard like modern modern science like uh research is like Mm. certain groups will fund they'll yeah they'll fund something but they want a result right right? and like so one thing that i heard is like you know a lot of science stuff that that actually fails doesn't really get published because it's not like it's not interesting when it fails, but that's like one of the most important things 
right. know about. It's like, hey, this thing doesn't work. So you you like, right, right. Or at least this is what we did, and it didn't work. So if you want to look into it, and you do this, and like, you know, someone has already verified it, right? And someone has already checked it, and multiple people have checked checked it. So it doesn't work, as far as we know. This thing doesn't work. So you can like, you don't have to look there, or you know, you right, re-examine right. it and change something else. But like those failures are really important. And like, it's the kind of thing that you hear it all the time. It's like fail, uh, you know, failure is, will teach you a lot of stuff or whatever, that kind of thing. Um, fail a lot. Like when you have someone paying you money to make some design or whatever, like they don't want yeah. you to fail. <laughs> and yeah, so that puts it, that pressure yeah, on you, totally right? right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that, that kind of like, and it's funny because when I say funny, but like, I think the way you described it is like, I mean, and it's maybe that's part of like the separate, what, where art and commerce have that, like really kind of us don't yeah, yeah. line up. The way they don't always line up very well is because like, yeah, it's true. Everybody, every creative person, or anytime you look at like any advice about being creative or doing you know creative work, it's like embrace failure. But the world is at large, we don't have a culture of embracing failure. Yeah. Like, even in, not even the littlest bit. So we're just completely untrained to like, yeah. Well, I, I think, think it's kind of changing a little. I think like so. Rise, I think it is. Yeah, I think the last 10 years, I think it's... The rise of the entrepreneur and like... Yeah, a lot of things have know. changed. Yeah, but... Speaking about, um, sorry, to speak about like breaking and those guidelines, I just I just thought I was thinking about there's that period of time when like every single battle was like just routines. Yeah, 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 like exactly. Routine, right? like, versus that was routine, the meta at the time. Routine, yeah. If you didn't have a routine, like, you couldn't win. God. It was like, oh my god! It was just like, yeah, every round was just like a, like a, you know, yeah. guy comes jumps like this, like this, and then a guy jumps over him, and somebody goes yeah. underneath his leg. Yeah, but like, like you never got a sense of the actual individual dancers. You never got a sense yeah. of what their story was. But in a way, like that's kind of cool that that the way that breaking is set up is like it allows for that experimentation on like okay, well, this kind of thing is winning, so we start to explore that, and then it goes to an extreme where like every round is a routine 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 and then that causes people to rebel against that so like i remember there was some battle like a uk b-boy champs thing and uh it was like the one crew uh, they were from like france or korea or some one of these countries that are known for like having strong routines and stuff and it's like routine 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 and they're like in my opinion they're kind of like corny routines it's like cheerleading right um, and then Oh, it was a, it was a battle of the year, and it was like have a coro, and oh, have a coro, and have a coro is like one of the reasons why I really like those guys. It's like right. they stay true to what they believe, and they saw this whole thing of like this trend of like routines, 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 and it's killing like the individuality of uh, and that like diversity of styles and stuff like that, and like so they purposely went into those battles like they made it into the whatever the the battle portion of battle of the year ironically there's such, right. such a small part of battle of the year right, yeah, right. um but they went into that specifically with like we don't want to do routines or like or That's they're, crazy. they're very minimal I'm, like they were like we're gonna smoke these people with just straight solos and to show whether we win or lose our point is to show people that solos matter that individuality matter individuality matters originality matters was that that if i'm like my memory serves me right because like that like 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 anything past 2006 i'm like not i think 2003 would have been have a coral 
versus gamblers third place i think it was like a second like time when they came back oh then that must have been like the year afterwards in 2004 maybe it was yeah, somewhere around I think that, they did it time, that time right? too right and it's like it's not like they don't know how to do routines like anyone can do routines routines are easy if you're a creative person like you can come up with cool routines it's just a choice of what you you decide to go for right yeah, yeah for and sure. like um yeah like so bringing it back to uh like yeah guidelines and that kind of thing like it's the kind of thing like if you decide what you want to do it's you have to choose what you want to do do you want to win the competition right or well okay this is like what i've been thinking about more recently is like the the pluses and minuses of goals and if your goal is say like to win a competition that's like a relatively speaking that's like a short-term goal that's a very achievable goal but if your goal is something like, yeah, mastery, I want to learn breaking. I want to learn the art of breaking. And that's your goal. And it's like, it's one of these long-term kind of never-ending goals that, that will keep you yeah. satisfied and fulfilled and motivated. Yeah, right. Sure. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's like that. As as that cyclical it's clear thing in your head, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. cyclical thing, right? It's a cyclical and so thing. those, those, those small goals are, are something that can help you like, give you more concrete kind of goals to move towards. But if that's all you have, you're not going to last. You're never, you're not going to yeah. stay in this thing. You're not going to, yeah, you're absolutely right. I was just, th I just think about this. This is such like a, almost like the way this is phrased, like in my head, like I haven't figured out a way to say it like in, like an, eloquent, in an eloquent way, but like this is the idea that like, you know, success is absolutely guaranteed provided that you give it to yourself, you mm. know, Cause that's really the only kind of success that matters because like all that other yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. like, you know, like it doesn't really matter. Like, even if like, I mean, I've like, you know, not to toot my own horn. I feel like, you know, I've won awards before and I haven't, and I've been nominated for awards and not won them. Uh, the bottom line is in the year afterwards, you don't give a shit. Like you yeah. don't think about it ever. Yeah. Like if you're, if, unless that's something that you're really focused on. But for me, yeah, it just never was. And like, you just, those things you realize that they, 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 they mean a lot for you sometimes in the moment, but mm -hmm. it's ultimately, if they're not adding to, you know, if they're just adding more guidelines to what you think success is or being successful or being creative or whatever those goals are for yourself are going to be, then I think it's pretty easy to get disappointed because we don't live in a culture that really celebrates, you know, being creative, even though every single person is inherently yeah. creative. You know, yeah, there's I think not a person really on so. earth. Yeah, there's not a person yeah. on earth that has, you know, doesn't have the capability to that's in that's like in our dna yeah absolutely I, you know, I think like creativity exploration that's it just kind of makes sense even if you think of it from like a biological standpoint of like right yeah totally. we got to adapt to like from what we know like people used to just kind of roam around and they they didn't have like a set place that they were in so if you're always roaming around and like trying to find new sources of food or whatever like you have to adapt to different areas and and different situations right, all right. the time and and i can see like however it happened in our brains that we developed this kind of creative part of our brain and that led to all this like it just makes you so adaptable because you don't you see something that's blocking your way whether it's like a food source like you'll figure out a way to fig find food right, right, right. whether it's yeah. like learning how to like well i guess you need a physical thing but say making a tool like or 
doing something like picking up a rock to smash a bone to get the marrow out of the out of the bone and it's like okay well if i didn't think about that like i would just see the bone and like ah i can't bite into it i can't break it i guess i'm not gonna get anything out of this but because we developed that sense of creativity and whatever like we thought hey this thing's hard maybe it's harder than this other thing what if i hit it and like it breaks i've seen i know they can break like you're test like you're testing some kind of guideline yeah, right? you're testing a hypothesis out. yeah yeah like when, so when i watch a cat you know like uh cats will like you, you've probably seen on youtube and stuff like that i don't know if you've ever had cats but you know like you put something on the edge of like a table mm-hmm. cat will like inevitably like sit by it and like stare at it and then oh. just like just push it off the edge yeah like, what is that they just i don't know but they just like it's like their curiosity or whatever it is like they oh, just yeah. like have to do that and that's i feel like for myself like that's like what like, will happen I think if, of that, if i do this yeah, yeah. like i kind of think of like that too for myself like every time i pick up my sketchbook or if i'm you know practicing you know like writing music or whatever like like i'm just feel like that cat just being like well the thing's on the edge of the table and i'm just going to push it off and i'm just going to see what happens mm-hmm. and then i'm going to push the next thing off the table because it's just like you're saying like I, I do feel like i agree with you totally it's like it's it's like a part of our selves like it's nothing there's nothing innately holier about it other than the fact that we're all holy beings but you know what i mean like it's very it, like it's just very commonplace right like, yeah yeah it's just learning learning stuff. to develop it right yeah, learning exactly. to not keep those not block them off or break yeah. down those blocks that you've developed over time which is a right kind of, for sure like logical or evolutionary trait that like makes sense like if you just always say, hey, what's this? What's this? And then a freaking lion comes out and eats you because right. you're too curious, right? Like there's reasons why we develop these these blocks and like what's right and what's wrong and whatever. And that, But that's always relative to what we're growing up in, right? Mm-hmm. Our situations. But yeah. Yeah. Curious like a cat. That's how we got to do it, man. Yeah. And just, yeah, just getting back to like thinking about like yeah like um just even like we're talking about like fighting games and stuff like that too it's just yeah i mean even like it's just funny to me that like so many of the things that i used to do like we're talking about being a kid and all these things that they all i mean all these topics i guess because you know your life and my life they're you have their interests everything's everything kind of aligns within you in the way that feels right and like i don't know why like playing for example like saying like playing street fighter again like feels like something that makes me feel childlike in a way but yeah. also like helps me develop who i am now and it just seems like maybe this is very convenient because i happen to like the games but yeah. you know I, I like to think that throwing all the sonic booms was worth maybe yeah <laughs> well it was worth it was worth it all that quarter maybe, maybe this <laughs> is what i was trying to get at when i was when i brought my dad and like him going getting back okay yeah, yeah carving yeah. so yeah it was like it's kind of that rediscovering like you know, especially when you're older, you've developed this idea of like who you are and what you're good at and these kind of things. So like picking up something new is like learning to, yeah, retap back into that, that stage of like, I don't know anything. And that's kind of scary sometimes too, and frustrating. And it's something mm-hmm. that you talked about too, of like, um, like, oh, I can't, you know, like, I feel like I, I just don't know like what to do or something like that. I don't it's not turning into anything but that's part of it too is like the goal ideally with anything is like you're just exploring and you're just trying to 
to just try things like being a cat and seeing what happens. What happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? Oh, I carved too deep. Well, how do I save it? How do I turn it into something that's interesting, right? And mm-hmm. like, you know, I think that's a maybe a big thing, maybe yeah, a big thing for people to to understand is like, yeah, it's it can be really frustrating, but that's that's part of it is like, okay, well, how do you have this thing that's frustrating and blocking you and and keeping you from doing whatever you wanted to do. Maybe maybe part of it is like, I have to, I can't do what I originally planned. And that's yeah, what's frustrating. But then yeah. it's like, kind of like, okay, well, what do I do? I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to do something. So either maybe I can still figure out some way to ch- shift it to similar to what I wanted to do, or that's you just right. change your plan and adapt to what's happening. And it's like learning to be uh, open to things, learning to, yeah, like that learning process and that slow learning process and ex- learning to experiment, learning to go with the, it's, I hate that, that expression of go with the flow, but I don't know mm-hmm. a better way, but it's the kind of thing of like, be adaptable, be malleable. Be, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah you, you know, I, I heard you're saying it's like go with the flow sometimes feels like a little too like, you're a little too casual, right? Because like, well, it's I, what, I, I know the sentiment is like you want to invest yourself in the flow. Is really, yeah, yeah. You know, it has and to like, mean something for you. Yeah, I guess the best way is like, yeah, be adaptable and be ready to change your opinion and don't be, don't hold on to that thing. Right. It's like a very Buddhist thing of like, don't hold on to that thing. Like maybe it doesn't exist anymore. That thing, it's it's no longer possible. So you can't hold on to it. You got to let it go and move on to right what what can you do yeah well i mean i was like even debating i was like should i start practicing head spins again like is that something <laughs> i want to start doing just like learn one and move again and just like yeah. just get back to like just doing the one thing that would impress the six-year-old version of me <laughs> just <laughs> just spin around on my head again yeah I'm thinking about it i don't know if my neck can handle yeah. it man. yeah um and at the end of the day, though, that's that's kind of what you want to do is like impress yourself, <laughs> surprise yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, that's one thing, I mean, Mark. Mark again, Mark Siller. He's always teaching me stuff. Man, that guy is. I mean, I love watching Mark dance because his style is so like different, and his concepts are so different. Yeah. And like you know, like his like yeah, some of his rounds are just like so. I'm like I haven't seen anybody like do anything really like this. Yeah, she's yeah. like. I mean, I, mean, I think we're for you and all the guys in your crew. They're all like very original, original styles. I think Vancouver just also just, just kind of a city that's had a lot of original styles come out of. Um, yeah, like I, a lot of b boys in Vancouver. I think. Yeah. That definitely like were they maybe I don't want to say like more popular like around the world. I guess it was a different time like back then too. But like. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I think Vancouver had a, has, has a style and had a style. And maybe like we're seeing it now, I guess, more of the younger b-boys coming out of Vancouver. Yeah. Well, a lot of people um, that, I, that I know, like Vancouver, the scene is like really connected. A lot of people know other dance styles or they experiment and that kind of thing. And I think it's one of those things that coming back to that creativity, like if you keep an open mind, you learn from a lot of different sources. Right you can you can come up with some really cool stuff if if you're ready and willing to do it and put in the work and and see those connections between things 
Um, I think we got to finish, finish up here. Word, man. We'll cut it there. Uh, but that was, I, I drank a water and a coffee. Oh, that's that. I'm very fancy. I got two drinks going at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Rich, rich. <laughs> Living the life. Living the life. Water and coffee. For a, <laughs> a cra crazy life I lead. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it was a really good talk. Uh, I, yeah, no, I learned, fantastic. I learned some good stuff. Like, yeah, really good insight into creative process man. and all this stuff. And always good catching up with you. Yeah, man, you too. Um, yeah, get that, get that game under night, under night in birth. I'm whatever. definitely gonna check Excel, that out, man. Control, yeah. alt, delete. I need something that I can just like learn to play without feeling. Yeah. Everyone else Absolutely. out there, get it too. And learn learn something new. Put yourself into some situation that you don't know how to do, and get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable because that's a good thing. Another yeah, look, if you're uh, if you are on the PlayStation Network, you can look me up. I am <laughs> I'm either oh my what am I? I'm the Yup Zone at like Instagram, Twitter, my website's Yup Zone. Um, I think on PS4 I am Donut Clam. <laughs> donut Clam. Uh, I don't know why. It's just like yeah, that's the name. Okay. I think it's Donut Clam, or it could be Yup Zone on there too. But anywhere, everywhere else, I'm Yup Zone. Yeah. So yeah, people check out Chris's stuff. Go follow him on Instagram. Go check out. You have a website too and stuff. I do. I do. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I, I can put all this stuff in like the description and whatever, and then. Adam on PlayStation Network <laughs> and play some Street Come Fighter. Come find me. Them. Come find me. Come find me. Play me. Play me in Street Fighter. Yeah. Please. Street Fighter Five, please. Yeah. All right. Thanks, we'll finish it there. All right. Peace, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com/razzyf2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2 Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening and look forward to the next one. Peace.